in a world that tells you as a woman how to age and that aging is not okay, I really wanted to add my perspective on that first of all before I dive into today's subject and that is you get to choose how you want to age you get to choose whether you have gray hair dye your hair whether you have sex with all the men and women or whether you choose to be celibate you get to choose to wear a muumuu or you get to choose to wear the slinkiest fucking red dress ever you choose whether you want to be a stripper or go back and get a phd in psychotherapy you choose how you want to do midlife it is up to no one no one gets to tell you what to do in midlife and also this taps into how you age with your body if you want to tweak and change things then you go ahead and if you want to let aging happen naturally on your body then you do that none of us have the right to preach or tell another woman what to do that is buying into the patriarchal capitalistic bullshit that we've been fed since the day we were born that we are not autonomous that we do not have our own sovereignty that we always have to rely on external validation and opinions to make our next move you do aging your way. You do whatever you want to with your body. It's your body, your rules, your life, your rules. Hey, Star Monroe here from the Star Monroe Show. And each week I talk about reinvention, confidence, relationships, and libido. And I know I started off on my soapbox. <laughs> I'm very passionate about people not telling me what to do. I hate being told what to do especially about aging, especially around my body. And today, what I would really love to talk about some more is a couple of things that I've really noticed and I'm really starting to pay reverence to that help me as I get older. But before I dive into that, I wanted to let you know that this weekend, this is very time sensitive information, the 25th to the 27th of June, I'm hosting a free online extravaganza of an event. It's called In Midlife We Rise. And this is where I will be sharing snippets, wisdom, and ideas from the Star Monroe methodology on how you can disrupt the status quo, how you can redefine who you really are so you can create your very own wild love affair with life. You'll find the link in the show notes to get your free ticket. Okay, let's talk about these two things that I know when I do them, everything makes a whole lot of difference. I feel more energy, I feel more vibrant, my skin looks amazing, I feel amazing, my workouts in the gym go a little bit easier, my mood is happier. So the first thing, I wonder if you can guess what it is. My first thing is alcohol. I have had a checkered history with alcohol. 
I started drinking when I was 17, when I left school and I would get drunk on the regular. And then I call my 20s my domesticated years. I met my first husband when I was 20. We hooked up for 10 years uh, in that we got married, we had a child. And I feel like these were my most domesticated years. I didn't really drink a lot in that, that period of time. As I hit my 30s, came out of that first marriage, we divorced. Um, I went crazy. I didn't handle the after effects of having a divorce. No one taught me how to process my emotions. And so I processed it through numbing out. I found booze and I found cocaine and fast forward seven years into my third decade on this earth. I became an alcoholic. I was drinking two bottles of wine every single night and it was destroying my life, that with the cocaine every single day. Um, certain events happened, uh, got me to 2008, found myself curled up on a, uh, in a fetal position on a hotel floor because I'd run out of cocaine at my house, so I drove drunk up the road so I could carry on drinking. Woke up the next day clutching a bottle of wine like it was my flipping baby, and I was just like, do you know what? You have to stop fucking your life up. Um, Various things happen, I'm not going to go into them now, but I decided to stop using cocaine and stop drinking. Now, the cocaine, actually this year I'm coming up to being 15 years clean, the drinking was a lot more convoluted on getting myself out of that addiction. If I fast forward into 2015, um, and at, at 2015, I think I'd had by then three mental breakdowns. I realized I had a problem with alcohol. The thing is that people on the outside can see that we've got problems, but until we're ready to see that we've got problems with various things, nothing and no one can change us. 2015 was the year for me that I decided to do something about drinking. I, it, it, I spent a lot of time that year coming to and fro from Turkey. And I told myself that, you know, I'm going to teach myself how not to be an alcoholic because I'd been in and out of AA and it didn't work for me. I never believed that I was powerless over alcohol. So that year I really taught myself in really weird and funky ways. And I'll probably do another podcast going into in depth on how I did it. And I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. And yet for me, it worked. And what I learned at the end of that year is I used alcohol to numb my feelings and I had to find another way to process and feel my emotions. Uh, so I didn't drink. And I think at the time, yes, I remember back, I was training to be a psychotherapist. So I was learning those skills. Now, fast forward on to 2020. Yeah, 2020. I would have I had a really great year, my business was booming. And uh, what I realized that year is that, oh, I started drinking again on the regular when my life was good. <laughs> so in 2015, I realized, oh, I'm drinking to numb my feelings out. 2020, I realized, oh, I'm drinking to celebrate. So that was something else that I had to navigate, become aware of, and then choose to do something differently. Fast forward to this year, 2023, and I still have a drink every now and then. Very rarely, I will get 
fucking raging drunk and make an absolute tit of myself probably once or twice a year and it's normally i just i just did it a couple of weeks ago and it always caused carnage and what i'm learning about myself is like if i'm gonna do it then please hold the space for you to do it take really good care of yourself and you know we don't need to do that anymore maybe one day in the future those episodes will disappear i always here's a little caveat you know as i'm sharing snippets from my life i endeavor always to be as honest as i possibly can with you because most people aren't honest and they will bullshit you so i'm a work in progress i'm messy i'm not going to hold anything back as i tell as i open up a topic and so what i've noticed this year especially in the winter in turkey because that's where i'm living i completely abstain from drinking i didn't fancy drinking then as summer comes i'm like oh i fancy a drink and so what i'm learning more and more now is one drink is enough one drink one glass of wine is enough if i have more than one glass of wine then my sleep is fucked the fuck up my priorities in life are to have a good night's sleep so i know if i have more than two glasses of wine a night my sleeping is going to be interrupted i'm going to have to go to the toilet at least four times because you know drink is a dry booze is a diuretic uh, fluids just go straight through me I also tend to wake up at four o'clock with high anxiety. So the thing is that my job is, I'm not about absolutes. What I'm about, and this is what I teach, is I'm about, I'm about standing by my side as a good friend, holding the space with gentleness and firmness as I do the things I do. Because I know if I beat the shit out of myself and I have a go at myself and I call myself an arsehole, a dickhead, a wanker, you know, you're fucking useless. It doesn't get me anywhere. I spent the best part of my life doing that to myself and I'm not doing it to myself anymore. So my job is to hold the space and trust eventually when the time is right, that I will always make the right decisions. So drinking, that was a long-winded story to say that drinking does not work for me. It also gives me hot flushes. It raises my anxiety. My skin just kind of, it almost feels like it bubbles up and becomes all squishy. Um, so I've noticed that. So if I'm going to drink, then I've got to take it on the chin and that's going to happen. The most important thing, if you've listened to me before, the most important thing in my life, my number one life elixir, way more than Botox, <laughs> way more than any secret formula, is sleep. I've got to get my sleep on. Now, it's taken me a long time to recognize and pay reverence the fact that I need at least eight to ten hours sleep every single day night not just a couple of nights of the week every single night i need that much sleep i've been playing around wondering why i need that much sleep and when i wake up in the morning i'm on my brain is switched on and i am completely and 100 percent focused on whatever task i'm doing and i believe i'm using so much brain power in each and every single one of my days that that's part of why i need so much sleep i'm not that bothered about digging into that much more than that so i know 
that I need my sleep. And there are a couple of things that I bookend my sleep at night and bookend my sleep in the morning that really help me to get a good night's sleep. And I'm going to share them with you now. Now, um, last year, full disclosure, I went on to HRT and I'm sure that's made a difference in my energy. And I need to caveat that with the fact that at the same time I moved to Turkey and completely changed my lifestyle. I became way more active. I went back to the gym. I cycle everywhere. I don't have a car. I'm outside. I'm much happier. Environment has such a huge impact uh, and influence on our well-being. So I could say it's HRT. I could say I think it's more to do with the fact that I live in Turkey and I love it here. So let's talk about what I do to get ready to go to bed so I have a good night's sleep. Now, before I do this, it is not a guarantee that I'm always going to have a good night's sleep. And I'm going to tell you what I do when I don't have good night's sleep. I shut my computer down when I'm not running events or major projects online. I shut my computer down at 7pm. It gets shut because otherwise I have this addiction to keep checking my fucking emails, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm like, well, you shut the fuck up, start and shut it down. Nothing is that important. I also put the silent mode on my phone so no one can get through to me between seven and eight o'clock in the morning, even if it's an emergency. I don't want to know. I'll wake up in the morning and know. And then I don't watch TV anymore. Uh, and I'm not about to preach to you not to watch TV. You do what you want to do. But for me, TV no longer works. I don't have a TV here. Um, and I've decided, uh, well, actually, I've moved into reading. So I love reading. I love reading frothy novels. And I get through probably two books every single week. And I got my friend to bring me out a Kindle paperweight the other day. And it is a game changer. I'm so happy. And I love reading really good frothy novels, nothing with anything that spikes my uh, fight and flight system. I don't want to read about sexual abuse. I don't want to read about murders. I don't want to read about fighting. And this is the same thing about TV. If I used to watch something really kind of action orientated or suspense, suspense thriller, it would fuck my sleep up. So for me, I read books that I love. And I've just kind of read a load of books by Taylor Jenkins Reid and Colleen Hoover. Some of Colleen Hoover's books are great. Some of them are absolutely dog shit. Um, so now I'm just reading another frothy one about Marbella and everyone partying out there. I read uh, and then before I go to bed, I always wear my mouth guard because I've got 22 crowns and I want to protect them when I sleep. Um, I tape my mouth shut using microporous tape because what I do is I breathe through my mouth and when I tape my mouth shut at the beginning I didn't like it but now I'm used to it what it does it encourages me to to breathe through my nose I'm getting way better oxygen it's getting filtered and that's a good thing I want to get more good energy more good juju into my body so taping my mouth really helps I'm a light sleeper so anything and everything will wake me up. I always wear earplugs, earplugs in. And at the moment, we're in the middle of the summer in Turkey. I try not to use the air conditioning at night because it blocks me up. So I just put a fan on. And then 
I'm out. I go to sleep. Sometimes it takes me ages to fall asleep. Sometimes I fall asleep straight away. What I do is I practice the art of patience when I can't get to sleep and I just lay there and I filter through my day and I divest myself of all the things I no longer want to carry with me as I go to sleep because I know the importance of giving my subconscious the space and the time to process my day. This is the chance that my body gets to repair and replenish itself and also the chance my my subconscious mind to filter through all the shit it no longer needs so I'm divesting myself consciously I don't need to talk think about that I don't need to think about that I'm going to leave that on the floor throw that away throw that away then this is the other thing that I do if there's a question if there's something I'm anxious about if there's something I've been pondering about I ask myself questions about it i wonder what that answer is i know what that answer is it's going to come to me in the right time or i wonder where to look for that answer or where to go i leave open i ask open-ended questions and i trust been doing this way too long to not know this is true this is absolute gospel this is and i teach this to every client that comes into my world I will always, the answers will always come to me. Yeah, they may come to me the next morning, but more 95% of the time they come to me later on when I'm ready to receive them. Could be that I'm reading a book, could be I read a passage somewhere on Facebook, could be that someone says something to me and I'm like, oh my God, there's the answer. So I'm always priming, I'm clapping my hands because this is so important. I'm always priming my subconscious to find the right answers for me then off into sleep land and i'm really conscious of my deep sleep and my rem sleep and i have an aura ring o-u-r-a ring and it tracks all the sleep for me and when i it when and if i wake up in the middle of the night and i can't go back to sleep i do i endeavor not to pick my phone up, not to pick a book up. I will lay there and I will do sleep meditation. What does that mean? I lay there with my eyes closed and I talk really nicely to myself. I whisper sweet nothings to myself. I tell myself I love me. I've got this. We're going to fall asleep. And then my brain, because our brains are fucking mental, right? Brains, think about your brain like it's got loads of fucking monkeys jumping around all over the place, having sex, fighting each other. Then they're going to go off. They're going to start talking about my son. Or they're going to start talking about my mum. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you. And then I kind of keep directing my thoughts to where I want to go. I'm not my thoughts. I am the observer of my thoughts. Eventually I will drift off and then I will wake up in the morning. Now, when I wake up in the morning, here is my morning routine. It's a killer. It's a game changer. For so many years of my life, I had to get up when the alarm went off. I had to jump out of bed and get going. I no longer have to do this. I always knew the light was at the end of the tunnel and I've been waiting to live a life like this for a long time. When the alarm goes off, sometimes I wake up before the alarm, I turn the alarm off and I will lay in bed. I will lay in bed and I will, again, talk nicely to myself. I will cheer myself on. I'm my own best friend. I've got my own back. 
I will run through what have I got today? How do I want to feel? What did I dream about? What was that? And I start to get really curious about my sleep and what came up for then. And the thing is, what I'm doing is I'm starting my day off, not really fucking massively pumping myself up like, yeah, bitch, let's go. Boom, boom, boom. It's just like I'm there, like my best friend, very quietly just going, hey, honey, how are you? How is your sleep? How is your day? And, you know, if any anxieties or overwhelm comes up, it's like, I really see you. I really see you. How are we feeling about this? What do you need? Um, you know, try not to brush anything off. This is the thing about learning to process and be with your emotions. You're, you can't brush anything off. If you could brush everything off and put it under the carpet, it would have fucking worked by now. But it doesn't. It always catches up with you. So I know I need to honor everything. So I start my morning off very fucking slowly very slowly. I'm in no fucking rush. It's slow, slow, slow. Then I take the tape off my mouth, my mouth got out, earplugs out, and then I still lay there for a little bit longer. And then I get up and I very gently start to potter around. I do not rush around in the mornings. It does not suit me. It does not suit my perimenal perimenopause, menopause brain. If I start to cram too much in or I have an appointment too early, it's game over for me. It's very stressful. And my brain does not have the capacity to hold too much um, kerfuffle, too much pressure inside. I start to forget things. So my pace of life is very slow. I will wash my face, I will brush my teeth, I will get my cup of coffee, and then I will sit down. And for me personally, please don't let any fucker tell you how to run your morning. What I invite you to do from all of this is take what resonates, throw the fucking rest over your shoulder, it's all good. And then what I do for it, because it works for me, because my brain is clear and I'm fresh and I'm ready, I work. I sit down and I do two to three hours work because I am clear, I'm a clear vessel to write, to respond to people, because later on in the day, we tend to take on everybody else's energies, the experiences, and then it's so important, this is why I'll circle all the way back to the end of the night, that we have that time to decompress at the end of the day. So the main things that I invite you to take away from this is to get really curious about what you already know that works for you, but you're not doing. <laughs> I always say well, women know what to do. We're just not well fucking versed in doing it because again, we've been brainwashed by the patriarchy, by the capitalism, by everyone else around us that we don't know the answers and everyone else has got the answers. You've got the answers. My job is to help you to, my job is to help to open the door for you to find those answers and for you to build that trust and confidence up in yourself that you know best for you. Also, really start to think about how you can de decompress before you go to bed. Are you on the phone? Are you on your iPad? Are you watching some stimulating shit on TV? Is it working for you? How is your sleep? Have you ever thought about divesting yourself of that and giving yourself a good hour to wind down? I'm not a meditator, right? I know I said sleep meditation, but basically I'm laying on my bed with my eyes closed, so fuck it, why not call it sleep meditation? You. 
I'm not a meditator. What I've learned over the years is that I will cherry pick what works for me and then figure out and create my own little rituals and routines and practices that work for me. Just because some fucker over there says breath work is brilliant, some fucker over there says meditation is brilliant, some fucker over there says, oh, you need to dance and fucking do this. doesn't mean that I need to do it. What, I, what I'm doing is always going, well, that's interesting. I wonder how that fits into my world. So, I really hope this has landed in the way it's meant to land. And again, I want to reiterate that sleep is so important. We can't catch up on sleep either, you know. So it's not like you have four nights of really shitty sleep and three nights of long sleep. It, you can't catch up. It's, so it's like establishing these base foundational pieces to your lifestyle that help you to thrive in midlife because that's what we want right we want to thrive in midlife not fucking survive i spent way too long of my life surviving surviving fucking dog shit i want to thrive your birthright is to thrive and maybe i will see you in my event this weekend in midlife we thrive 25th to the 27th of june the link to get your free ticket is in the show notes until next time.